to give you the praise. Be saved and exalted in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Let's open our Bibles to Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. We are going to be looking at calling the things that be not as though they were. Calling the things that be not as though they were. Romans chapter 4. We'll read verse 17. The Bible says, as it is written, I have made thee the father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God who quickened the dead, and calleth those things which be not, as though they were. Notice, it says, as it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations, before him whom he believed. Or like unto him whom he believed. Even God who quickeneth the dead. That what quickens means to make alive. Who makes alive the dead and calls the things that be not. How does he make alive the dead? Very simple. By calling the things that be not as though they were. Notice. He calls the things that are not in existence as though they're existing. Notice, he doesn't call the things that are as if they are not. But he calls the things that be not as though they were. Genesis chapter 17. Genesis chapter 17. The Bible says we should be like our father. It says, like unto God, who caused the things that be not as though they were. Now, if that is the way our Father operates, now if I want to get the same result as he has, then I must learn to operate the same way he operates. Amen. Genesis chapter 17 verse 1. And when Abraham was 90 years old and 9, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said unto him, I am the Almighty God, walk before me and be thou perfect. And I will make my covenant between thee, me, and thee, and will multiply thee exceedingly. And Abraham fell on his face, and God talked with him, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be a father of many nations. Now, notice, and thou shalt be, which tense is this? Present tense, present, past, or future? Which tense is this? I'm hearing all kinds of things. Look at verse 4. And some people need to go back and lie awake. Look at verse 4. As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be. Thou shalt be. So was he one already? So which tense is this now? Future tense. And thou shalt be a father of many nations. Now, to everybody, this made sense. Abraham had none. So God said, thou shalt be the father of many nations. Now look at verse 5. Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be 
Abraham, why? For a father of many nations have I made thee. Notice, hallelujah. He says, and I will make thee exceeding fruitful, and I will make nations of thee, and kings shall come out of thee, and I will establish my covenant between me and thee, and thy seed after thee in thy generations, for I am an everlasting covenant to be God unto thee, and to be unto thy seed after thee. But look at that verses 4 and 5. In verse 4 it says, As for me, behold, my covenant is with thee, and thou shalt be. Now, in the physical he wasn't. Thou shalt be a father of many nations. And in verse 5, he says, Neither shall thy name any more be called Abraham, but thy name shall be called Abraham. Why? For a father of many nations have I made thee. A father of many nations have I made thee. And because I have made you. Now in the physical you are not. But you are going to become. Why? I have made you. In my sight I have already made you. I have already declared you one. And on the basis of that your name is changing. <coughs> Notice God didn't wait for things to change. Things changed in the realm of the spirit. And once there's a change there, there must be a change on earth. The reason he can say to Abraham, thou shalt be a father of many nations, is because in the realm of the spirit, he said, a father of many nations have I made thee. And because this is what I've made you, it is wrong for me to keep calling you Abraham. I'm going to call you by your real name, based on what I have made you. And he began to call him Abraham, meaning father of many nations notice calling the things that be not as though they were that is god's modus operandi that's how he operates he calls the things that be not he knows what he wants to see so he starts calling what he wants regardless of what is in existence and if you are going to see the result that god has promised you must learn to call yourself and to call things around you the way God has called them, not the way you are seeing them. The problem is we recall things the way they are. But God calls things the way he wants them to be. He doesn't call them the way he sees them. He calls them the way he wants them to be. And he has this understanding. If I call them what I want them to be, then they will be transformed into that. When he calls the things that be not as though they were. Remember Mark eleven twenty three. It says, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever... He said, notice, he shall have whatsoever he does what? He said, so he calls the things that be not, knowing that he's going to have whatsoever he says. So he sees a sick man. He says, a healthy man. He sees a poor man. I mean, a man that is so poor, that even poor are calling him poor. And he says, what a wealthy man. God saw darkness in Genesis and spoke about light. 
Look at Judges chapter 6. Judges chapter 6. Just to show you how these things operate is all over the Bible. In Judges chapter 6, you find a story there. Here was Gideon threshing his wheat in hiding. And an angel came and spoke unto him. <clears throat> Verse 12. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> and Gideon said unto him, Oh my Lord, if the Lord be with us, if what you are saying is true, why then is all this befalling us? Where be all the miracles which our father told us of, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. As far as this is concerned, the Lord has forsaken them. But the angel said, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man. I'm sure when Gideon had that, he looked back. Maybe there was someone behind him that the angel was speaking to. Thou mighty man. No, that Gideon said, If what you are saying is true, I'm a mighty man. The Lord is with us. Then why are we having all this problem? But you see, God doesn't call you based on where you are. God doesn't address you based on where you are. Men assess you based on what you have done. God assesses you based on the plan he has for your life. It doesn't make a difference where you are right now. Can you imagine someone that is struggling right now, even to be able to pay the one room in a face me, face you, and then the Lord said to him, you that is going to build me an estate. Say, estate. <laughs> God, just forget it. <laughs> Lord, please. <laughs> it's my rent that I need to be paid before the landlord throws me out. If you can just help me to pay that. Now, you see, yours, because you are limited to what you see, God is limited beyond. God is far beyond that. God is not limited. He's far beyond that. So he calls you what he wants you to be. Thou mighty man of valor. Knowing that the angel now said to Gideon, go in this dynamite. Go in this dynamite. Nothing extra was given to Gideon. But look, there's a mighty man on your inside. And God told him to raise an army. He raised an army of 30 something thousand. God told him that, look, there are too many. Sent out about 22,000. And God said, no, there are still too many. Sent out over... 10,000, and then they were about 300. And they were going to face the host that the Bible says they were by, like the sand by the seashore, the Midianites. And God said, yes, this is the number I need. Now in the natural, you look at it. <laughs> How can 300 people, I mean, confront when you have an army of about 100,000 soldiers, and then 300, is a suicidal mission. I don't care if all of you are commandos, it's a suicidal mission. You are not fighting Chinese film. <laughs> You know, it's in Chinese room that 20 people are fighting one person. And all of them are lining up one by one. I've always said, why can't all of you just rush him at once? Just be share with. You bring down the number. The person, I don't care how skillful he is. Is that not so? Does that make sense? I mean, just 20, 30 of all of you, just use your weight at once. Boom! Mass! And, but all of them will be waiting one by one. Oh, yeah, hit this one. Then now, next one, bring the neck. <laughs> no, the media nights now are not like that. But God gave them the victory. Why? Because He already saw a mighty man. Let's understand this. If you are going to walk in victory, you must learn to call the things that be not. 
as though they were. You call it what you want it to be. Call it what the scripture calls it. If the Bible says you're a successful person, call yourself a successful person. Hallelujah. Next time you are walking on the road, I say, hey, that poor man, don't turn back. You are not the one they are addressing. You may not have a cup in your pocket. You may not have a dime in your pocket, but I'm not a poor man. Hallelujah. You are not a poor man. One of these days I'm going to preach on the power of I am. I was meditating on that statement. I was it yesterday or the day before yesterday. I mean, there are some great things. Understanding who I am. The power of I am. So I say, poor man, you say, huh? No, you are not the one. I may not have anything today, but I'm not. I refuse to call myself poor. That I don't have transport after service doesn't make me a poor man. I'm not. I'm not a poor man. That's just a temporary state. You must learn to differentiate yourself from an event. That I don't have money in my pocket is just an event. Is there anybody here that I've been without a money before? Does that mean that you are without money for life? No. So they say, oh, you say I'm, old, I'm poor. No, I am not. I may be temporary out of cash. Hallelujah. Temporary out of cash. You may not have money in your pocket, but you may have some good amount in your account. Hallelujah. Now, that doesn't make you a poor person. So, calling yourself the, the way, what you want it to be. Now, listen, listen, it says, the God who calls the things that be not. Notice, that means there are things that be, and there are things that be not. The things that be are the things that you are seeing right now. But the things that be not are the promises that God has made. When the Bible says it calls the things that be not, the things that you are not seeing, that you can't touch, you can't taste, you can't feel, you can't relate to them with your physical senses. But God has promised them to you. The Bible says he calls those things that be not. They are not existing in the physical. But because God has promised them to you. Because we need to understand that you can't just go and start calling some things. And see someone else, I say, I call that my own. Amen. And just say, I call that my own. No. The things that God has promised you. That are not yet in existence. You are calling them as if they are. Now, not calling the things that be as though they were not. Let me give illustration. You are sick in your body. That is what is in existence. Faith doesn't say, I am not sick. In Jesus' name, I am not sick. I am not sick. I am not sick. Do you know what is still registering in your mind? Sickness. That's all that is registering. The Bible says it calls the things that be not. What is it that be not? Healing. Health is what you want. That is not in existence. Now, telling everybody how sick you are. How many doctors you have seen. And what they've said. The prognosis. All the diagnosis. The test results. And even the, 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 all, the, all they have said is not going to help you. What you are doing is you are reinforcing what is in existence. When you keep telling people or keep saying to yourself what is in existence, what you are doing is reinforcing it. 
But what God wants you to do is to start saying that which is not. Now, like to the man that is sick, what is not is healing. What you want is health. And the word has promised you that. So you can start saying, Lord, I thank you that I am healed. I am healed. Now, let's look at the scripture that brought us to this point. Joel chapter 3. Joel chapter 3. I hope you know where Joel is. The other day, I was speaking to someone and I said, open to First Peter. The person was looking between Genesis and I said, we will finish. <laughs> Don't even attempt. Joel chapter 3. Are you there? Verse 10. I want us all to read it together. One to go. Beat your plowshares into swords. And your pruning hooks into spears. Let the weak say. Let the weak say. I am what? Let the weak say. Let the weak declare. Now what is he? At that moment what was the weak feeling in his body? Huh? He was feeling weak, sick. But the Bible said, let the weak not tell people how weak he is. It didn't say he should tell people how many people have consulted and what the prognosis the doctors have said. That's not going to change your story. But it says, let the weak say, I am strong. Now, why? Because you are calling the things that be not as though they were. And Mark eleven twenty three says you shall have whatsoever you say. So when you start calling yourself, I am strong, strength will start coming. Not telling people, oh, I'm so weak. I've been so weak these past few days, I just don't understand. And the way I am, I, I don't know, I always get tired easily. I'm always getting tired. Some may say, but pastor, are you asking us to deny what is existing? No. But listen to me, what I'm not denying what is existing, I'm refusing it to lord it over me. I'm not denying the existence of what is happening there. But listen, agreeing with it is not going to help me. Agreeing with it is not going to help me. Oh, I'm so weak, and then I come and tell you, I've been so weak all these days. How are you going to help me? Now, the one who can help is God. The only person that can change your situation permanently is God. We need to realize that. That's the only person that has the ability to change your condition. And he says, if you want me to intervene, this is how to do it. Now, if you are looking for sympathy from men, well, you can do it their way. Uh, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, you mean you have been having this problem? Ah, sorry. Ah! The, the devil is a bastard. And then you hear people talking all those, oh, the devil is a bastard. He's a stupid devil. Now, listen, whether you call him stupid, you call him bastard, you are the one that is having problem. You, you hear them, then they give the devil all kinds of nomenclature. The devil is this, the devil is that. That is not the issue. The question is, do I want a change? Because someone said, Pastor, if I keep saying I'm rich, how will people help me? <laughs> I don't know if you have ever thought about that before. If I keep saying I'm rich, 
and people say, Oh, how are you doing? I say, Oh, bless the God, I'm doing great. How is your business? Oh, bless God. Even though you have not sold anything in the past one week, bless God, it's doing great. What am I doing? I'm calling the things that be not as though they were. I'm not looking for your sympathy. Because even if you assist me today, will you assist me tomorrow? If you assist me tomorrow, after two, three days, you'll get tired. <laughs> I mean, all of us yeah, we face that fact. Is there anybody you have assisted the first time, second time, thought he wanted to now make you his ATM? <laughs> By the time he showed up the next time, what did you tell him? My friend, <laughs> this is not happening today. <laughs> now, that's the nature of man. That is man. But we are having a God that you can run to always. So rather than me looking onto man so that I can look so pitiful, at least if I, if I make my face look so sad, and Pastor Darius sees my face, ah, he will pity me. Ah, you mean, Pastor, you have not eaten? Yes, so even Christmas meat, I know eat. Ah, eh, devil wicked. Ah, 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 the government, ah, they are bad. Worrying a bad person. So he has destroyed the economy. And this, and I make my face so look sad, and then he finally pities me. He gives me five thousand naira. He said, Pastor, see if you can do something with this. I thank I can't come back next week. <laughs> I start looking sad again. He said, Pastor, in every day. <laughs> but rather than that, I do what he says. Let the weak say, I am strong. Now, if the weak is to say strong, what do you think the poor is supposed to say? I'm rich. Not to tell people how broke I am. I'm rich. I'm calling the things that be not as though they were. You may see me sick in the body, but hear me say, I'm healed. I'm healed. I've said this. March, coming March will be 30 years that I got married. My wife has not had me said once, I am sick. Now, does it mean that she has not seen me fighting a sickness or a challenge? No, she has. But she has not had me say, I am sick. That's the last thing you hear me say on this part of the planet. Ah, I am sick. No way. I am not the sick. I am healed. Now, my declaring it changes what is happening around me. Not looking for everybody's sympathy. Oh, so you heard I'm sick, and you didn't even come and check me. Now, let me ask you a question. What will you do for you? Ah, sorry, I heard you are. And then we deceive ourselves. We use the word, you are strong. You are not strong, you are sick. Because strong people came. <laughs> when he said, let the weak say, I am strong. Not just say it. It carries the connotation. You believed it. And because you believed it, you moved in action. I'm strong. Weak people are the ones that are on bed. Strong people are up there. You don't say I'm strong. Hey, pastor, I'm strong now. Because that's why some people deceive themselves. They say, oh, let's go. Pastor, understand I'm strong. Ah, I understand that you are speaking English. Or is it French? Get up now, pastor. If you don't understand, I say I am Strong, no, I'm not understanding because it's you that is not understanding. 
Let the weak say, call it into existence. Now notice, he did say, let the weak say, I am not weak. Because that's what some people want to, to do. They think by denying it. That's not faith. Uh, it's just like now. <laughs> Lord, I'm not coughing. <laughs> I'm not coughing. I'm not coughing. In Jesus, in Jesus' name, I'm not coughing. No, you are coughing. That is lying. There's a difference between calling the things that be not and lying. That is lying. I'm not coughing. No? But rather, what you should be saying, Lord, I thank you. I am healed. What I need to do is I need to call the healing. I, I take my eyes off the sickness. I focus my eyes on the things that be not the healing. Lord, I thank you I'm healed. That's what I'm calling it. Lord, I thank you because I'm rich. Lord, I thank you my business is doing well. Lord, I thank you I have more than enough customers. Lord, I thank you because I see people trooping in. I thank you because my business is flourishing. Not that they ask you, how is your business doing? Then you tell them, oh, the way the economy is, mm, God is helping us, yeah? That God is helping us is just by the way. No. Start calling things that be not. You find it in the Bible there. All over. In Luke chapter 13, Jesus got to a woman that was bowed by the spirit of infirmity for 18 years. And Jesus, a woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. He didn't say you will be loosed. He said you are loosed. When? It already took place. It's just that she didn't know it, and the priest didn't tell her either. The priest was busy teaching on, about Sabbath. <laughs> so that loosed. That loosed. He called her loosed when she was still bound. She was bound, but Jesus called her loosed. And the Bible says, and immediately he laid his hands on her, and instantly she was made straight. But listen, listen, he didn't wait for her to be made straight to say you are loosed. He called her loosed when she was still bound. In Luke chapter 17, from verse 11, you find the story there. The Bible says Jesus was on his way. And as he passed by, there were these ten lepers that stood afar off. And they shouted, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on us. Now, they couldn't come nigh to him because of the laws that demands that the, the, the a leper must be a, a, I mean they practice social distancing social distancing is not a new thing it was there in the bible anything that was infectious in those days any disease that an infectious disease anything that they don't they can't treat they put them outside the camp so that they won't infect others amen so social distancing makes sense hallelujah amen it's true social distancing makes sense it, it's, it, it's scriptural. It's practiced there in the Bible. And so they, they, they came to him. And Jesus said to them, Go, show yourselves unto the priests. Verse 14. Go, show yourselves unto the priests. Now, go, show yourselves unto the priests. Now, why should they go and show themselves to the priests? Now, what they asked for was healing. But Jesus said, Go, Show yourselves to the priest. Now, you need to understand that in those days, the priest, they serve both as priests and as medical people. When someone has leprosy and all those contagious diseases, it's the priest that will certify them whether they are healed or not. The priest is the one that will observe them, check them, and make sure that they are whole before he will now 
give a public declaration that this person is free, he can come back into the society. So when Jesus said, go, show yourself to the priest, Jesus was simply saying to them, you are healed, but nothing has changed. They were still sick. But the Bible says, and as they went, and as they went, go show yourself unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. As they went. Believing what he said, go show yourselves. He said it, it wasn't there. He called the things that be not as though they were. And we too we must learn to call the things that be not. Learn to call the things that be not. Your body may want to move out of line. Call it what you want it to be. Your pocket may want to be out of line. Your bank account may want to be out of line. Speak to your bank account. Bank account, be filled in Jesus' name. I don't want to see all this rubbish in red. I don't want to see, you know, some, there's some dangerous uh, something that you see that even if you put your ATM, the machine may vomit it out or return it in annoyance. No. A change must happen. You speak to it. Now, you see, things talk to you. It's time you to you talk to it. But call it the things that be not as though they were what you want it to be. And the more you call it what you want it to be, the more it will change. Now, how do you think Abraham felt? No, because a lot of us will say, but pastor, won't I look stupid when I'm coughing and I'm telling people I'm healed? Won't I look stupid when I'm poor and I'm telling people that I'm rich? You know, I had this preacher said this. Creflo Dollar. He preached, he began to declare, I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm a multi-millionaire. I'm a multi-millionaire. And they didn't know that he was declaring it in faith. So some people wanted to do a seminar on how to be a multi-millionaire. They invited him. And he went to teach them. Right? They thought he, he had already become a multi-millionaire, but he was teaching. But thank God, what he spoke in faith became a reality. Because I was in a meeting where I was talking about that he had that a, 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 a minister and his wife, a minister, they were believing God for an aircraft, and he had about the aircraft and found out where the aircraft was available and called the and paid for the aircraft by the time you are paying for an aircraft definitely you, you are, definitely you are not poor eh? poverty is not around you and then invited the pastor and his wife they were in another city called them to come over they, uh, they came over and then he and his wife took them for lunch and after the lunch they drove to the airport and they said, well, I had you people are believing God for this kind of aircraft. They say, yes. Oh, we have been praying and we trust God. We know that God is going to do it very soon. He said, well, it doesn't have to be very soon again. You can fly it home. Hallelujah. Now, but he started calling himself a multimillionaire. He started calling himself a multimillionaire. I had, amen. I had, I mean, Pastor... Uh, what's his name, Reverend Opanachiri? <laughs> he will share the Bible with us <coughs> during one of the sessions during the convention. I was talking of a testimony that Bishop Edekpo gave and started saying, I'm the big, biggest giver in this church. He started saying it when he wasn't. 
I'm the biggest giver in this church. I'm the biggest giver in this church. I'm the biggest giver in this church. And he said, today nobody's giving near him. He's calling the things that be not as though they were. So when you hear me also say, I'm the biggest giver in this church. Hallelujah. And watch it. It's going to be so. Hallelujah. I will be giving the millions. Amen. When I come to church on a Sunday offering, just a normal Sunday offering, and you write some good checks, according to your faith, be it unto you, calling the things that be not as though they were. And that's why I've told myself, the best places people live, I shall live there. Call the things that be not. You see, it's free. Is it not so? Does it cost you anything? To say to yourself, I shall live where people are living in. The best I shall live there. I will drive the best. I will wear the best. I will eat the best. Hallelujah. Calling the things that be not. Listen, stop worrying yourself about how will it be. Some of you need to get the message of, of uh, Friday. Remember Christmas message. How shall this be? Because that's the problem of some people. Just go and get, that. Just go and get us the message. How shall this be? Hallelujah. But you need to start calling it. And as you call it, it shall become a reality in your life. In the name of Jesus. I want you to rise to your feet at this moment. Just open your mouth and begin to call yourself some things that God, God calls you. Call yourself what the world calls you. Call yourself successful. It doesn't make a difference. You may say, well, but I'm a failure right now. Don't call yourself a failure. Call yourself a success. Call yourself healed. Call yourself prosperous. Call yourself what you want. Your husband may be the meanest guy on earth right now, but begin to call him what you want him to be. Lord, thank you for giving me such a sweet and loving husband. Thank you for giving me such a sweet and loving husband. You are calling him what you want him to be. You may say, but pastor, right now, he's so mean. Yes, I know. But start calling him what you want. And a change is coming. Or it may be your, that your wife that you regard as something. Start calling her what you want her to be. Start calling him. Start calling her. Get home and call that same man. Oh, darling, sweetheart. I have news for you. I don't care how hard-hearted the person is. It will, it will change. Lord, I thank you. You may be sick in your body. Call yourself healed. Call yourself healed. Call yourself prosperous. Call yourself strong. Father, we thank you. Lord, we give you praise. Lord, we give you glory. Father, we give you honor and adoration. We say be thou exalted. Be thou glorified. Thank you, precious Father. We worship and exalt your holy name. We give you glory and praise. We say be thou exalted. In Jesus' mighty name.